The big question that every writer has is, how can I sell more books? Or if they're not published yet, it's how can I write books that sell? But when writers approach selling books from a numbers perspective, they're missing out on the amazing relationships they could be building with readers through their stories. It's impossible to write books that resonate with readers when you're writing for money, because money can't read. But shouldn't writers be able to make a living with their stories? Well, when you connect with human souls, readers turn into fans and friends, and that's when consistent income begins. That and so much more. But how do writers connect with readers? That is the question this podcast aims to answer. My name is Kristen Spencer, and this is the Expensive Words Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Writing Expensive Words podcast, also hosted on Literary Symmetry's IGTV channel, where we take a relational approach to turning readers into fans. And today we are going to talk about how what you do is not who you are. Uh, At the end of last week, I was finally able to record the course videos for the new email challenge, The Storyteller Mindset. And if you're just tuning into this show for the first time, you're probably thinking, what is The Storyteller Mindset? Well, I have been talking to our listeners about it for weeks because it's something that I've been working on in order to address the single biggest difficulty that writers face. Is it grammar issues? No. Is it they don't know how to use literary techniques? No. (laughs) Is it that uh, (laughs) they don't understand how to craft a plot after a character arc? No. Like, these are all technical writing ideas. When I first started this crazy experiment that uh, that led me to creating the storyteller mindset, I thought that technical problems. Hello, A. Albatross again. Good to see you. I thought that one of the problems that was going to be the most common for writers was going to have to do with like writing technique or some kind of technical ability. But it turns out that the single biggest complication that writers face is mindset problems. So that's why I decided that I was going to write the storyteller mindset. And uh, last week, I finished writing the fifth book in the Five Books in Five Weeks series, which is called Realize Your Story, Transform Your Life. Or I should say, I finished writing the first draft of it because the next draft is coming. (laughs) But generally, I don't add a lot of information into the second drafts. I just have to kind of like tighten things up, maybe add a few extra sources, that sort of thing. So it shouldn't be like a super long process to where I get to... Uh, publish, realize your story, transform your life. So right now, (laughs) that book is also about mindset. And I'm really in this place of thinking about how to help you, how to help writers in general, how to help people in general, and myself included, get to the place where they feel comfortable writing. Because if you feel like I'm a worthless person, who does not deserve for other people to spend their time or money on my writing, then you're not going to be able to write. Like, that's just it. That's the problem that most writers face. And so I wanted to go ahead and tackle the heck out of this idea that you aren't worthless until you, I mean, that you 
are worthless until you prove you're worthy. And that's why I want to talk about how what you do is not who you are. So listen, I really want to start from the place of speaking specifically to creatives because creative people, I think, are more likely to struggle with this issue because let's say you do something practical like Uh, For example, my husband is a painter, okay? Like when people's houses are looking a little dingy on the inside or on the outside and they need a refresher, he goes and he paints their house. And that's not a creative, I would not say that that's a creative activity and I know he would agree with me. Um, But so he has no problem understanding that who he is as an awesome, amazing person that I just happen to be in love with has nothing to do with whether or not he's okay uh, to paint houses. And (laughs) he's really good at painting houses, actually, inside or outside, because that's the kind of person he is where he wants to make sure he does the best job possible, whatever he's doing. But he knows that painting houses isn't like physically attached to the idea that he is a person worthy of love and attention. So that's why I think that it's a little bit more difficult for we creatives to make this distinction and the separation because uh, when we create things, we're putting little pieces of our soul out into the world. And we think that unless someone grabs that little piece brings it back and tells us how awesome it was or how great we are, that we are not worthy of love or attention. And so the whole point of the storyteller mindset, the whole reason I wrote Realize Your Story, Transform Your Life is because I want you, I want myself, this is a reminder for me, right? I want us to understand that what we do does not equal who we are. And I struggle with that as a writer because I'm literally putting out pieces of my soul. I'm investing so hard every single day in other people's stories, in other people's future that I can get wrapped up in that and start to think that I'm worthless if I don't have some kind of validation from those people who I'm trying to serve. But here's the catch, okay? (laughs) This is the thing we talk about in the storyteller mindset. If you expect your audience or your story or a relationship in your life to give your life meaning, then you're putting way too much pressure on that thing because guess what? Your story cannot give your life meaning. Your uh, relationships, whether friendship, family relationships, or romantic relationships, they cannot give meaning to your life. That is the kind of pressure that will kill anything that's trying to be loving, right? So what does give your life value? And I have a happy, fun answer for you because if I had no answer, this would be a really depressing episode, wouldn't it? (laughs) This would be a depressing podcast in general, and you wouldn't want to do the storyteller mindset. You wouldn't want to read Realize Your Story, Transform Your Life, um, because I would have no hope for you. But there is always hope, and so I want to share some of the hope that I found with you, and that is in this uh, undebatable truth. The reason why you are worthy of love and attention is because you are human. And what's unique about humans in relation to all other animals? Because humans are mammals, right? We're animals. We're just really smart. We have souls. 
That's the thing. That's what makes us worthy. And if you're like, Kristen, that sounds really abstract. I'm going to tell you, okay, I understand that it sounds abstract. And that's why I have broken it down. But just uh, as a preface, this is not like my idea. I didn't come up with it. I just realized that the implications could be really big for writers and other creative people like myself. And so I took these ideas and I figured out how to plug them into my own life. The person who I originally read right about what a soul is, uh, is Dr. Diane Langberg. She's awesome. All of her books are great. They're really intense, though, because she uh, deals with helping people who have experienced sexual abuse who have survived sexual abuse. So just a warning, trigger warning, if you want to read any of her books, that that is definitely going to come up in those books. And so uh, the soul can actually be broken down into three parts, voice, relationship, and power. And so that's one of the things I want to talk about in this episode. And the other thing I want to talk about is the concept of creative credits. But before I get ahead of myself, we're going to talk about that after we talk about voice relationship and power. So here's the thing. Your soul is made up of three independent pieces that work together in order to help you understand that you are worthy of love and attention. But the way that our world works These distortions can come in and twist what voice, relationship, and power are and make you feel like you will never be able to achieve experiencing any of those, which sounds dark. It sounds depressing. It is, but I'm going to tell you the hopeful side first. Then I'm going to explain a little bit of what the distortions are because this is a short podcast episode. I can't go into all the different details, but I will definitely cover this in depth in the storyteller mindset and also in realize your story, transform your life. So voice. And I feel like I've been thinking about these ideas so much lately because I've been writing, I've been recording. They're like stuck in my head. I'm a little bit sick of them at this point, but that's what happens when you write a book and when you create courses, you realize this thing's really important. I need to tell everyone. And then you work on it really hard and you're like, I need a break from talking about this. But today is not that break for me because I want to help you understand that your voice is you wanting to feel emotional validation by speaking out into the world and having people hear and acknowledge you. That's all that voice is, okay? Relationship. Voice is you wanting to be known. Relationship is the part where you know others. So you're interacting with other humans who also have souls. And in the context of that, you hear their voice. They hear your voice. You guys are helping each other out, okay? The last one is power, and this isn't, power can be broken up in different categories, and I definitely go really in-depth in that, in Realize Your Story, Transform Your Life, Um, but for right now, we're just going to be talking about personal power, which is the power that you individually have to make your own choices, because let's be real, everything in this life Uh, is not inside of our personal control. There are things we can control and there are things we can't control. Like, for example, I always say we can't control the weather. We can't unless you're Storm and she's a fictional character in the X-Men comic books, which I love. Um, But you have to realize that everything in life can fit into one of those two categories. Things you can control 
things you can't control. But when it fits into the category of things you can control, which that would be your personal power, you have two ways that you can use that power. You can use it in a productive way to encourage, to produce, to put good into the world. Or you can use that power in a destructive way, which is when you pull others apart, you discourage, you want to put negative things out into the world, You're, or for relationship purposes, you try to use manipulation to get other people to do what you want. That's you using your personal power in a destructive way inside of a relationship to try to steal someone else's personal power. And that's bad. And that actually destroys you inside. And like I said, I go into all of this super in depth in Realize Your Story, Transform Your Life. But in the storyteller mindset, I'm trying to help writers and other professionals, especially creatives, understand that when you're trying to equate your job with who you are, you won't even be able to do your job well. Because like I said earlier, that's just too much pressure. So that is what makes up your soul, your voice, your relationships, and your power. And when you use these things productively, you can create a very um, satisfying existence for yourself. I personally believe there's a really big reason why our souls are comprised that way. And uh, I believe that it has to do with being created by a loving God, because that's my, that's, I believe in God and Jesus Christ. And if you've listened to this show at all, you know, I don't shy away from that. Um, but I found that these concepts that I learn in the context of wh who God is, who he's made us can also work, even if you don't believe that, or even if um, you don't even have any kind of religion or religious belief, but these concepts of voice, relationship, and power are so inherent in our existence that they can give you the freedom to actually create the art and make the things you want professionally, and they can also help you reshape and reevaluate your personal life aside from your profession, and also your goals as far as how you allocate renewable and non-renewable resources. So it's, I know, it's like a lot. That's why I had to write a whole book about it. That's why I had to do a whole course about it. But um, so those are the things that make up your soul. That's why you're valuable. And the last thing that I wanted to talk about in this episode is the concept of a creative credit. Because remember, Creatives feel these things more. And so uh, in the Storyteller Mindset course, I introduced the idea of creative credits. I've talked about them on this show before. I use this idea in my daily life. And a creative credit is basically when you wake up in the morning, you have the ability to do something, to make something, whatever thing you make or whatever job you do, you have the ability to use a certain amount of mind power. And in the case of creative credits where you're writing or painting or something like that, you have this amount of creative energy every day that 
naturally depletes as you do creative things. And so every day I know like I have a certain amount of creative credits that I wake up in the morning with because sleep naturally recharges these credits. And I know that if I want to use them properly, I have to think about what activity is going to take the most creative credits from me. I know that every morning I have a certain amount of creative credits and I want to use them in the best way. So what I do is I make sure I do the most difficult thing that doesn't make me feel recharged by doing it first. And that means that the first thing I do every day is I get out a few thousand words. That is something I wasn't sure I could do. But after the five books and five weeks challenge, I realized that I could. And so I do that. And then I work with my son on his homeschooling because we're in COVID and this is crazy. And then I take a lunch break. And during my lunch break, I have learned that there are things I can do that you can do to recharge the creative credit so that you can actually keep going throughout the day. Because by the time I get to lunch, I am a little cranky, honestly, like I need a break. I'm feeling the burn. I need to stop writing. I need to stop whatever I'm doing. Uh, I also choose to do graphic art as I am helping my son. Like that's one of the things I can do while I'm helping him and still be able to pay attention. Cause when I'm writing, I'm like so laser focused and I have a hard time paying attention to the questions that we're working on together. So I can't multitask in that way. I've learned that about myself. Um, but around lunchtime, I know I, I need a break. I'm feeling a little cranky. Like I said, my creative credits are depleted. And so what I do is I do something during my lunch break that I know will help me recharge my creative credit so that I can kind of attack the rest of my day, the second half of my day, feeling fresh. And for me, I have found that the best things to do uh, are not write, obviously, or not do graphic art, make graphic art, because I'm already feeling cranky, right, by lunchtime. But what I like to do is I like to read an inspiring book, which can be either nonfiction or fiction, or I listen to podcasts because those are really inspiring for me. Obviously, it's also good for me to listen to podcasts because I'm podcasting for you. Um, so it's just one of those things where you have to figure out what recharges your creative credits so that you can use that break in the middle of your day to recharge and get ready to pounce on the second half of your day. But I would say that for the second half of your day, keep the easier tasks for that part. Because when you get up in the morning and your creative credits are all the way charged up, you're way more likely to be able to do something difficult. And when you've done like the quick recharge during lunch, you're not going to be able to tackle as difficult of tasks during the second half of your day. So that's how I break up my day. That's how I use creative credits. And I also talk about this in the Storyteller Mindset email challenge that I want to save a certain amount of creative credits for my family every day because I love my family. They're the most important thing in my life. And if I am completely spent and I have nothing left to invest in even talking to them or having a conversation with them, I'm neglecting the relationship part of my soul. And that's not what I want for me. And I definitely don't want to neglect the relationship part of my kids' souls or my husband's soul because they need that too. We need that interaction to maintain our intimacy and also to understand each other 
in a way that we can relate to each other's souls and be part of each other's support systems. So these are all things, like I said, that I talk about in the Storyteller Mindset Email Challenge. And if you're interested, I'm still giving away a few free slots. There's just a few free slots left. And then the rest of everyone else are going to have to pay the introductory price, which will still be less than the actual price that I'm going to roll out in a few weeks. But if you want to get one of those free slots, you can email me kns at literarysymmetry.com and I will make sure to add your name to the list. Uh, I'm only going to take 10 more people. So go ahead and send that in as quick as you can so that you can make sure that you get on the list to try this course for free, which I'm going to go edit the videos for that in a few minutes. Um, But I want to remind you that who you are is not what you do. And if you're a creative person, yes, being creative is a part of who you are, but it doesn't define you. It doesn't add or take away value from you as a human being who has a soul. And of course, I want to remind you that it is never too late to write the story of your heart. And thank you for listening. Happy writing as always. Bye. This has been Kristen on the Expensive Words podcast, pouring out my heart for you, my wonderful listener. If there's any question you want to ask me, if there's anything you want to tell me, you can go to expensivewords.com or you can find me on Instagram at kristen.n.spencer. And I would love to hear your wonderful writing thoughts from your amazing writing brain. Happy writing. Happy writing.